Good morning, Gail. Good morning. Good morning, Leslie, and welcome. Welcome, everyone, to this uh, new weekly podcast, Encounter with God Together, where we go through the daily Bible reading guides of, uh, of the um, Encounter with God that Leslie Frazier, who is here with me each week, I, I welcome a new guest. And uh, he is part of this series that we're having with NFL coaches. And Leslie, it's wonderful to have you uh, back again. You, you've been on this um, episode before, but it's been a while now. Yeah. No, I'm excited to participate, Gail, and thank you for inviting me. Uh, you know, as you know, we have a number of guys uh, in the league, uh, from around the league on various teams that are involved with following the daily devotional encounter with God. And, uh, and you mentioned the fact that you're going to have some of us on over the next few weeks talking about our experiences and delving into uh, the devotional. But one of the things, uh, I'm sure some of the guys will highlight this, is the fact that we get together uh, every other Tuesday each month and we discuss uh, our daily devotional and how it's impacting each one of us in a different way in our respective cities. And uh, it's really been an encouragement to me, Gail, uh, like it has for so many of my colleagues as well. And just a few weeks ago, maybe some of the guys will share, share this with you. We were on a fishing trip, uh, all the guys that participate in our coaches fellowship, and we were doing our best to win the biggest fish. <laughs> yes. So close, Gail, so close. Oh. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, uh, or unfortunate for Clint, uh, Clint Kubiak, he's the uh, quarterback's coach with the Denver Broncos. He ends up winning the biggest walleye, the fish that I was trying to get. So, uh, you know, I have to give my kudos to Clint, but we do get competitive, Gail. We do try yeah, to win. Yeah, you do. I, I heard from Matt Eberfus that you had been the reigning champion of both both fish. Yeah. Uh, so that was a blow for you, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good fun. One of the best parts about that weekend, and it's a weekend where Tony uh, Dungy ends up hosting it, is after we, we're done with fishing, we get a chance to come together in the evening to discuss you know, our faith and really delve into the word. And that's the best part of the weekend. And it really just carries on from the things that we've done uh, through Zoom calls during the, the season and the postseason. And now to finally come together and have our Encounter with God booklet there with us. And now we're seeing each other in person. Uh, so it really comes together real nice for all of us. I, I just love that and uh, love hearing this story. And it's really remarkable when you think about what positions that you all hold in that you are very competitive, that, you know, during the season, you're one another's competitors and yet you're friends and, and brothers. And uh, it's just a beautiful uh, image of, of the body of Christ, really. Yeah, that's the, that's the challenging part. I was teasing, and I know you're going to have uh, Todd Downing on at some point uh, from the Tennessee Titans. I was teasing with him. We played him the second game of the season. I'm saying, man, here we are praying together, and we're going to be in competition <laughs> yeah. on national TV in a few months. And uh, you know, but we're brothers in Christ, so it's 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 a little bit different in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's amazing. It's going to make it more fun for me. I'm a fan. I'm a football fan. Um, yeah. I'm an Eagles fan, of course, but it's it's um, it's fun for me to be able to watch some of you now and and cheer for your teams. Uh, that'll be a, an interesting game to watch for, for sure. Oh, yeah, um, that'll be fun. Yes. But um, yeah, I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's 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 the that's the other dynamic that's a part of what we do. But uh, the good thing is we're able to put all that aside uh, because we serve the same God and we we love the same God. So it's 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 a good thing. It's amazing. It's it's truly remarkable. Well, Leslie, let me pray for you as you share you know some of those highlights for you from the coming week. Sure. Father, I do thank you for for Leslie. I thank you for this fellowship of brothers. Um, who are competitors, who, who really want to win for their teams, and yet uh, they're able each month, twice a month, to put that aside and, and uh, really be kingdom players and uh, seek to be Christ here on earth um, to those around them. And I pray that you will speak in and through Leslie today. Thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Gail. So when I was looking at uh, the week of July the 18th, after you and I had spoken, um, that that week, uh, the, the week that we're about to get into, there's so much in that week that really applies to our lives today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes like when I looked at July the 18th, that very first day, in the very first part of it, I don't know if yeah, you have your booklet there. There was yeah. a section. They ask this question, and what I like to do, Gil, when when I'm going through uh, my daily devotional, uh, depending on what day it is that we're, we're looking at, yeah. uh, here at the encounter, I try to uh, put myself in the role that I'm reading. And in this case, it asks the question, it says, uh, in the consider part, uh, perfect on any mission activity, per, uh, reflect on any mission activities you have been involved in how successful were they and how do you measure success in this area? Now, I haven't really gone on missions per se, uh, Gail, like uh, uh, some people would, 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 would. Uh, would think and serving as a missionary uh, to a group of people who may not have been exposed to uh, a relationship with Christ or don't know much about Jesus. But when I was thinking about how would I apply this to my life, I thought about some of the different cities that I've coached in and thought about the fact that in a lot of ways, you, we're in a mission field uh, when it comes to our faith uh, or my time uh, in Indianapolis or when I was in Minnesota, or currently where I am in, uh, with the Buffalo Bills as a defensive coordinator, uh, it's, it's a mission field. It's not just for me, me to uh, uh, put together X's and O's when it comes to football and helping guys uh, hit harder, uh, score touchdowns, get interceptions. It's about my being able to be an example of Christ uh, in, in each moment that I'm a, I'm a part of, uh, whether it's on the field, or in the classroom. Uh, so coaching and really relating to players and fans and all the many people that I come in contact with, that's the mission field uh, for me, even though I'm not in a foreign country necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. Ways, but in some ways we argue because at the end of the day, this is not our home. This is not our final home. Uh, God yeah. has us here for, for a moment. But part of that is to be a missionary wherever we are. And I'm sure as the president of Scripture Union, uh, you can reflect back and see 
your role uh, as a missionary as well, as you're reaching out to multiple people in different roles to share the gospel. And that's kind of you know what I what I when I looked at this, that's 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 what I I, I thought about. I said, you know, I may not be in another country, uh, you know, in a in a foreign land, out in a jungle or wherever, but in some ways, I really am. Uh, yeah. and this that we're in. So uh and, and the other part of, of of that day's reading, a lot of times you think about for Jesus, if you had a chance to witness some of the miracles that he performed, uh, the healing of the sick, uh, a, a blind man that couldn't see, all of a sudden could see, raising the dead. If, if, if you saw that, you would think it'll be so easy to say, I'm gonna follow this, I'm gonna follow this man, I'm gonna follow him. Yeah. When, when we were reading this, this is kind of a theme throughout uh, uh, this week's lesson that our readers will, will see. It, it wasn't, Jesus' ministry uh, wasn't as convincing for some as we would think. Yeah, some had a chance to witness and see things that we we do by faith. Uh, and and that first on that first day, uh, we get a ch chance to see and hear Jesus condemn uh, Corzin and Beth Bethsaida. I think is the right way to, right way to pronounce it in Capernaum as well. Places where he was ministering, places where he was performing miracles yet they still didn't repent. In a lot of ways, they were rejecting Jesus. They were re re rejecting the gospel. And so I started thinking about the world today. And I thought about some of the times where, you know, I've doubted, where I've had some fear about the outcome of this or the outcome of that or got discouraged in certain situations, even though I know that God tells us that we don't have to have a spirit of fear. There's no reason for me to ever feel alone or uh, for me to let uh, disappointment linger on and, and lead to, to negative things. God's word tells me that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He tells me he doesn't give us a spirit of timidity of fear. He tells me that. So, those moments where when I let my guard down and Satan enters in, those are also moments where I'm becoming indifferent to Christ as opposed to being bold and courageous like his word says in Joshua. Uh, so uh, for all of us, I think throughout the week, we're going to be challenged on where we are in our faith and mm -hmm. how we deal with the adversity that we see knowing that for a lot of us, we've seen God perform miracles in our own lives. Uh, for me to be where I am in the role that I'm in, Gail, it's a miracle from God. When I think of uh, where I came from in Columbus, Mississippi, uh, raised by my grandmother and uh, with my two younger brothers and, and some of the hardships we faced, uh, it's, 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 it's a miracle that I'm where I am today. And so for that reason, we don't, we don't want to be like Corzin or Capernaum, uh, any of those cities that, that were able to see some of the miracles that God performed and yet disavow those or be indifferent to those. But that's a common theme throughout the week, the rejection that right. faced. And you will see it later on in the week where the 
with the fair Christ and some of the things that he was doing at the time. Uh, but one of, on one of those days in, the, in day two, one of the things that, that really uh, dawned on me, and, and, and you're familiar with this part of, of Jesus's ministry, is the element of grace. I mean, that's something I think for our readers as they're going through it in this world that we are in right now where there's so much turmoil, uh, there's so much hatred and, and hate speak. To see how Jesus dealt with the Pharisees, even when they tried to use the Sabbath to trap him, uh, to condemn him, uh, his attitude towards them was exemplary. You know, he didn't uh, try to destroy them or, or, or try to uh, come back and, and embarrass them. Uh, he continued to do what God had called him to do, to be obedient to his calling. And that takes tremendous strength. And we need to be led by the Holy Spirit when we're under attack as well and extend grace to those that may attack us. I'm not going to lie, Gil, there are times when there are things written and said about us in social, social media and then with dealing with the media in general that, you know, you bristle sometimes and you want to fight back. But what allows me and what should allow all of us to be able to take a deep breath and say, you know what? God is still in control despite what others may say, what they may uh, uh, or, or try to project. I know that Jesus Christ is in charge of my life. And for that reason, I don't have to doubt what my future holds. And I think throughout this week, we're going to see that. Because the example that, that Jesus displayed was the example that we want to follow. And later on, it gets to a, a part about leadership. I think it was uh, day four, Thursday, uh, talks about following the leader. Mm. And that one really hit me. And, you know, both of us are in leadership roles. And just the way that Jesus led uh, is, a, is a great example. You know, he, he didn't necessarily fit the mold of, of what some people have as a, as a, what a football coach should look like, Gail, you know, he's not out there yelling, screaming, <laughs> and cursing that, you know, that's, that's what some people envision. Power. That's what some people envision a leader being. And you sit in all types of meetings all the time. And um, Gail, what, what would you say your, your leadership style is? Um, my leadership style is to, is to really try to bring out the best in my team. You know, when my team looks good, that makes me look good, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I like to encourage and foster a, a, a spirit of, you know, everyone's uh, voice is heard and considered and, um, you know, it's not always consensus, but, but, uh, there's value from, uh, from every role. And, and what you're describing is what's described in, in this week's reading when it comes to leadership. Jesus, what you described just a moment ago was humility. Your willingness to elevate your team and to see them succeed. And that's that's not at the, at the expense of you being a leader. You want to encourage them to be the very best that they could be. And that's what we, that's what we see uh, during this week's reading. Mm -hmm. uh, you see Jesus serving, being a servant. Uh, leading from a, a servant-like attitude 
And that's exactly what he wants from us as well. Uh, you know, he was not out there flaunting the fact that he was the son of God. He wasn't using it in a negative way to uh, control people or manipulate people. That wasn't the case. His was leadership by servanthood uh, because of his love uh, for others. He wanted to be able to build relationships with people and to be able to develop that relationship. Well, in this world today, you know, with so much going on, so much hatred, it's a great example for us, a person's race or their social economic stand standard, where they were uh, at, at this, did they have a bigger, a bigger home or uh, just, just look at the, the person who wrote uh, the book of Matthew. He's a perfect example a tax collector who at that time, I mean, he's hated by the Jews, you know, uh, and he ends up being converted and becomes a disciple. So Jesus reached across the table. Absolutely. As believers, that's what we, we need to be doing as well. Amen. That should not be no, no lines based on race or economics. I mean, we're all children of God, black, brown, yellow we're, we're we're god's children and 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 they, there's no great example than the person that we say that we serve jesus christ and i think throughout this week we're going to see that theme follow through and now it's a matter of can we put that into action mm. and then on the, on the on the on the final day we get a chance to at the end of the week we get a chance to see uh jesus leadership in a different form uh, I want to go to a passage from that because it talks about the consequences of our speech. Mm. If, you, if you recall, Gil, yep. I'll go to that practice for a moment. Uh, here's Jesus, uh, like we talked about before, performing miracles. Uh, he uh, gets, uh, gets a demon released from an, from an individual uh, who has, who's deemed as being dumbed and controlled by demons. Well, the, the Pharisees accused Jesus of doing this in the name of Bezalel, in the name of the devil. How about that? <laughs> I mean, they, they accused Jesus of being in, 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 in the bed with, 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 with Satan. Uh, but yet... They missed the point completely, didn't they? Completely. I mean, a <laughs> life has changed. A person is healed and they're, they're, they're accusing. Uh, but it just goes to show... And even, it'll be the, the same is true for us. You know, there are going to be times where we are sharing our faith, where we may we may get criticism, we may get pushed back, but we can't let that discourage us. As long as we're doing it in love, we're, we're being led by the Holy Spirit. But Jesus had some some harsh words for for those Pharisees, and I want to go to uh, just a portion of that that sure. second uh, that, I think that second paragraph where. It says, Jesus goes on to warn that their false words will have serious consequences for what comes from the mouth reflects what a person is, is really like inside, and they will have to give an account before God about everything they have said. There's a warning for us here too, that it is not just our actions that count, but our words as well. However, this is not something we can change simply by trying hard to control our tongue. Despite our best efforts, the real us will be revealed through the words that slip out of our mouths in unguarded moments. We need instead to get to the root of the problem 
and ask God for help with the insecurity, jealousy, bitterness, fear, etc., that lie at the heart of our unpleasant comments and angry retorts. Only God can cleanse us from within. So in the times that we live in, they're not a whole lot different than what we see in scripture. The Pharisees were the reigning leaders at the time, and yet they're spewing all these falsehoods about Jesus. Does that mm. sound familiar? Get yeah. It? Yes, it does. I mean, it's it's to say that you're a Christian today, it's not a popular thing in a lot in a lot of forms. When you take yep. a look at church attendance, when you take a look at attendance at, at in Christian education, how it's begun to wane, when you take a look at uh, when you stand and you want to share your faith or you take a stand regarding a number of, of, of subjects today, you know, uh, people saying, but it can't be true that the only way to heaven is through Christ. You will be chastised and criticized for saying that Jesus is the only way. But yet we have to stand strong in our faith. In order to do that, it's important that we take the time to do what we're talking about today. Being able to have a daily word like the encounter with God to delve into on a daily basis. And then having someone like those coaches that I mentioned to hold me accountable to what I say I believe in. And for our listeners today, you need someone in your life that you that can hold you accountable to what you say you believe in. And then we see what, what the Lord says about our language and, and our rhetoric. It hurts. So we have to be, and it's not gonna, and it mentions, it's not gonna change overnight. We have to be on our knees and asking the Lord to, Help us change our, 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 our minds. And the way you change our minds is what goes into my heart. You know, I, I want to make sure that I'm feeding my spirit with God's word. So now, as opposed to some of that other stuff, whether it's the 24-7 news cycle, uh, where we're sitting down watching whatever network news, that that's not becoming my speech. This, this Bible needs to be our speech. That daily devotional needs to be a source for me to grow in my faith. And as I mentioned, having someone that I can talk to that can challenge me and ask me the hard questions. I think I told you this before, Gail, when a, when a, a person uh, who had for the longest time struggled with the whole uh, saying black lives matters. And that person, when they said to me, now I get it. I understand it's not just a term, a, a, a phrase, it's real. All, all lives matter to God. And we wanna be able to exemplify that through our actions and mm. be conscious of our speech as well. Mm. So, so the challenge, throughout this week as we're going through the booklet is for us to be transformed by the word of God, that we exemplify the love and the grace that we're gonna read throughout this week, knowing that there are gonna be people that may reject us, may criticize us, 
but we're going to stand firm in what we believe. And that's in the name of Jesus Christ and show the grace that God has shown us. So thank you, Gail, uh, for uh, allowing me to share uh, this morning. I hope I didn't get too long winded. Uh, no, no, no. But it's just, uh, you know, I, I, there's just so much going on in our world today and we don't know uh, what day is going to be our final day. So for us to take advantage of the opportunity we have to be missionaries where we are and to make a difference for the kingdom, because now is the time. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Mm. Let's take advantage of this week uh, as we delve into God's word to be a difference maker. Good words, Leslie. Thank you so much. And would you would you just pray uh, for those who are going to be doing just that this week? Sure. Father, we thank you for those that are, are able to hear our voice. Uh, and we pray that you would be with them uh, in their walk uh, as they uh, stress themselves uh, to uh, be a difference maker in their respective areas. Uh, just uh, for us to be reminded, Father, that we don't have to have the title of president or uh, coordinator, uh, but right where we are, we can make a difference for your kingdom. I pray that we will be conscious of our words, we'll be conscious of our actions, and I pray that the, the Holy Spirit will guide us into a renewed uh, 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 thought process that where we want to be difference makers for your kingdom that we want to be able to, when it's all said and done, to hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for our being able to reflect back and look back and say, you know what, Father? That week was a turning point for me in my life, in my walk with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I, I love the spirit in which you shared that, you know, the... The love and the grace and the um, the boldness still, and um, just the reminder that you know. I mean, I'm always struck by the um, the disciples who witnessed these five thousand fish, and then another three thousand fish, and then like the next time they're out in the boat, they're like, "What are we going to have for lunch?" <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I'm like, yeah. "Wow, they really yeah. missed the boat there." <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, which which is us too, or uh, can be. So, I I really think your players uh, are fortunate to have you as as a leader, and um, I know that you're going to be making a difference out on the field. Thanks. It's going to be fun to watch, and uh, hope that after the season's over, we'll be able to have you back again for another round. Yes, I look forward to it, and thank you again for inviting me, and uh, I really appreciate what Scripture Union is doing on your leadership and. Uh, we will continue to pray for uh, the entire organization. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you. Okay. Bye for now.